This podcast is brought to you by jewishpodcasts.org. Start your very own podcast today at jewishpodcasts.org. A good Nerev Shabbos, a good Nerev hope everyone as well. As we come to this week's parasha, parasha's told us, and in this week's parasha we're introduced to an insight of the Torah that is very relevant in all our lives. In this week's parasha, we see firsthand a, a interaction between parents and children. The Torah describes to us the relationship that Yaakov had with his mother, and the relationship that Yitzchak had with Esav. And there's so much to glean, and so much to gain, and so much for, so much for us to learn from a parenting standpoint from these psukim. Many people mistakenly think that the way the Torah describes the relationship was that Yitzchak loved Esav despite all of Esav's shortcomings and, Rocha, and, and, and Yaakov was beloved by his mother Rivka because he was such a tzaddik and Yaakov had no relationship with Yitzchak and Esav had no relationship with Rivka. None of that I believe is really true. But I think what we could take away from the parish is a beautiful insight from the Chedush Rim. The Chedush Rim writes that do you know why Yitzchak loved Esav? Not because Esau fooled him and made him look like he was a big tzaddik and he made him look like he was a tzaddik and he was fantastic and Yitzchak was just that, all, that, that, that out to lunch father. Writes the Chedush something so important. The Torah tells us about the story because Yitzchak loved Esau despite all his flaws. Despite all his shortcomings. Despite the Averis that he did, Yitzchak still loved him. Says the Chedush we all come to HaKadosh Baruch we tell HaKadosh Baruch Yitzchak loved Esav despite his problems. Hashem love us despite all our shortcomings. Yitzchak is the answer to HaKadosh Baruch who says the Chidush That how could Hashem love us when we sin, when we stray, when we go against his Torah? The answer is Yitzchak did it with Esav. Yitzchak was able to love his son even though Esav was not the Nachas that he wanted and Esav was not living the lifestyle that he wanted, but he still loved him. Therefore, says the Torah, we too, even when we're not behaving perfectly, and we're not living the lifestyle that Hashem wants for us, Hashem will love us because Yitzchak loved Esav, even though he wasn't exactly the perfect son that he hoped for. That itself, I think, is such a big chizik for all of us, to remind ourselves that we're not perfect. But nonetheless, Hashem will love us, the same way a parent loves their child, even if they're not perfect. Hashem will love us as well. (coughs) But there's something unique about the relationship between Yaakov and his mother. We find that at really Yaakov and both of his parents, at the end of the parasha, Yaakov is told by his parents, I want you to go away, I want you to leave, and I want you to go find a, a wife in a far land. And the Pasuk tells us that Yitzchak calls over to Yaakov, he gives him a bracha, and he tells him, you're not allowed to marry a girl from Benayis Kanan. The Chavetz Chaim points out that this is such an important lesson in Chinuch. Before you're going to prohibit something for your child, before you're going to limit what they can do, give them a bracha. Tell them how special they are. Tell them how amazing they are. Tell them how precious they are to you, but this you cannot do. Instead of just dishing out, you can't, you can't, you can't, says the Chavetz Chaim, if you give it over in a different way, it's much more received. It's not that I don't like you, and it's not that I don't love you, and it's not that I don't want you to have fun, it's but... I worry about you and I'm concerned about you and you can't behave that way. Therefore, says the Chavetz Chaim, if you want to limit your children, you want to show them what they can and cannot do, start off with a bracha, start off with what we call today a compliment. You're such amazing, you're doing such a great job, you're doing so, but this you can and cannot do. It's such a beautiful idea and how to be mechanach children and for that matter, grandchildren or those around us. 
when you always inject into there something positive before there has to be a negativity. And it's true, not only with children, it's true with people you have to work with, it's true with friends and family. When you have to be a rebuke, there has to be a limit set. Always start off with something positive. And then it's much more willing to be accepted, much more willing to be heard. But Rev. Mordechai Yisrachi points out the following observation in a medrash at the end of the parsha. At the end of the parsha, Yaakov is told by his parents, you need to go, it's not safe here. And the Pasuk tells us that Yaakov goes, he listens to his parents and he leaves. So the medrash says that the reason why Yaakov left was because his parents told him to leave. So Baruch Mordechai Yisrachi asks, no, the reason why Yaakov left because it was dangerous. If someone comes to you and says, staying here is dangerous, of course you're going to leave. What do you mean he left because his parents told him to? And he explained that Yaakov was so in touch, in tune to his parents. He did whatever his parents asked of him. Yes, logically it made sense to leave because it was dangerous, but that wasn't his motivation. That wasn't his impetus. His reason for going was merely because his parents told him. He felt so connected, so devoted to his parents. If his parents told him to do it, that's why he did it. Even though maybe logically he should have done it anyways. But he did it because it came from his parents. How do you build such a relationship where a child will listen to what his parents say just because they said so? I believe the answer is earlier on in the parsha. Children don't listen to us because we bark orders at them. Children don't listen because we scare them. And because we say, well, I'm your parent, you have to listen. It comes with honor and respect. If you take a look earlier in the parsha, when Yaakov Avinu was worried about how he's going to fool his father, what's going to be his punishment? And he tells his mother, he says, what happens if my father feels me and he realizes and he's going to curse me? Listen to what Rachel said, listen to what Rivka says, says back to him. His mother tells him, Don't worry, the curse will be on me. But listen to what I, 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 I'm suggesting. Ask him the advice in Zatzal. What was Rivka's answer? Yaakov came with a very legitimate claim. His claim was, I'm afraid if we go through this charade and we get caught, we get busted, I'm going to get a curse on my head. And what does his mother answer back? No, no, the curse will be on me. No, it won't. The curse will be on me. Says Reb David Feinstein, you know what the response back was? The response was, if you are going to be in pain, I will also be in pain with you. You're never alone. You're not alone. You're not by yourself. I'm going to be with you. And if you're going to experience pain, I'm going to experience it with you. We'll be there. We'll be in it together. And that comforted Yaakov Avinu. When a parent shows their child that I'm there for you, your pain is my pain. Your stress is my stress. What you're going through, I feel. When you raise your children with that ideology, then you come to the end of the parasha and they say, yes, whatever mom and dad says, I'm going to listen. Not because they're the boss, and not because they're stronger than me, and not because they control my money, but because I know they only have my best interest. Because they're feeling my pain. When we educate our children and those around us with that sensitivity, of I feel your pain, I know what you're going through, then the advice that is given and the words that are given are received in such a more positive way. Because it's not merely barking orders, do this, do that, because I said so, because I'm your parent, because I pay your credit card bill. No, it's because I feel your pain, I know what you're going through, I'm here for you. When the chinuch is given over that way, it changes the entire feeling, it changes the entire situation. And that was the type of chinuch that Yaakov received, that's what he felt from his parents. When a child feels that loving giving this from a parent, that, that, that love, that value, that I'm, I know what you're going through, that can change his entire attitude towards, towards his parents. And then you can have a situation where the son says, whatever my parents say, I'm going to listen. Because I know it's coming from the right place. There's an unbelievable power that parents have to infuse into their children, sometimes not even on purpose, 
a chashivas, a value of something. Not because they stuff it down your throat and make you do it, but they just show you by the living example. They show you what's important. And when they paint that picture for you, it just clicks in your mind, this is what's important because my parents who love me so much are showing this value. They once asked the Panovich what made you? What do you think put you on, on that level that you were able to accomplish so much? What was your inspiration? And he answered, it was his mother. He said, because when he was a little kid, he had two siblings. And it was a very snowy day back in Eastern Europe. And it was so snowy, but there was only one pair of boots. And how was everyone going to get to yeshiva with only one pair of boots? So you know what his mother did? His mother took each child individually, put the boots on, walked the kid to school. Took the boots, walked back home, put the boots on the second child. Walked the kid to school, came back with the third child and brought him back. Panavichurov said, I saw from my mother such a chashiva satayru. Such a value that we'll make it work. We'll figure out a way to get to yeshiva. When we drop these subtle hints to our children without stuffing it down and lecturing them and wagging our fingers at them, well, we just show them what's important and how much we value them. Then we see amazing success. Then we see the children want to do what their parents say. Not because they're forced, but they feel and they know it's coming from a good place. It's coming from someone who feels what I'm going through. It's coming from someone who knows my pain, who knows, who feels when I'm in pain, they feel it too. Then you're much more willing to accept the no's and the things you can't do, and the limitations and the regulations. I think this week's parish is a beautiful parish for all of us to learn to appreciate how to be mechanic. And on the flip side as well, Rabbi Schwab points out, throughout this parish we're always reminded that the one thing that Esav has over us, the morale discusses this at length as well, the one thing the Christians have over us is they're better at Kibar Aim than us. Esav was much better at Kibar Aim. Yaakov was not even home for many years. And we need to be in it. But it goes both ways. The more we put into the love to our children, the more we show them that we're feeling their pain and we know what they're going through, the more they will understand where we're coming from. And listen to what we have to say and honor us. And this way we're both being mekayim the proper way. We're being mechanech them and they're being mekayim the mitzvah of kibar Hashem. We should learn from these parashiyas of how to raise and how to interact and how to deal with people and how to properly <coughs> rebuke when necessary. And this, hopefully, we can then improve much better in the area of Kibar Aveim because we know and will understand where our parents are coming from and vice versa. And Mr. Shem will be able to, to, to go beyond Esav's Kibar Aveim. We'll be better than Esav had his own game. And Mr. Shem, and that's chos. We should be zaychid to see the geula, the arrival of Mashiach. Have a wonderful Shabbos.